Hey everyone, it's Kaho from What's the Dealio. Today's podcast is about the cafeteria. We'll be interviewing David Sharon, the head chef at the cafeteria, in order to get to know them a little better and sharing the results of a student opinion survey. First, let's hand it over to the interviewer, Solomon. Hi everyone. Before the interview, a quick note. Our interview was recorded in the cafeteria during the cleanup after their lunch service. As such, there might be a few loud noises in the background. Be sure to watch the volume on your headphones and always make sure that you're listening to What's the Dealio at a safe level. Thanks for listening and enjoy the interview. Hi, this is Solomon with What's the Dealio. And I'm here today interviewing Mr. David Sharon, who's the head chef for the ASIJ cafeteria. Uh, so thank you for joining us today, Mr. Sharon. Pleasure. Uh, we know you're busy, so it's great to be able to talk to you. Um, our first question, just to get an idea of how long you've been working at ASIJ. It's been four years, about, four years. almost. And so how did that come about? How did you start working there? Uh, the guy, I knew the guy who was here before, Darren Prest. He just needed a, a chef to, to run the, the kitchen operation because he was busy elsewhere. So uh, I took over from then. And so uh, you're a cook by trade, but are, do you like to cook outside of your job? I do like, but I, I rarely do, actually. I mean, uh, most chefs don't cook at home that much. It, it surprises some people, but it's just because uh, when you do the, the same thing for eight hours, it's kind of like the last thing you want to do when you go back home is cook. So you do just like a simple, like a, a pasta or a soba or something easy. So what brought you to cooking or what drew you to cooking in the first place? Uh, uh, it was kind of an accident. Like, I used to cook as a kid uh, because my mom was a bad cook. Uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of had to. I was in film school and then I, I saw in, in the summertime, I saw an ad in the paper for like a dishwashing job in Germany. And they, they pay like the airplane and the you know, accommodation. So I thought, all right, I'll just go. It was fun. Uh, and then uh, I came back. So the, the, my experience was in, in a kitchen. So I took another kitchen job and... At some some point along the way, I, I worked in a pretty good kitchen. I, I got to to graduate a bit and, and learn, like, and uh, get more passionate about it, I guess. Yeah. And and then I decided, I, actually, I like doing this. And plus, you get to eat, you know. So yeah. it's like a two for one, you know. Kind of like a happy accident. Yeah, kind of. It's, it was not. I never planned to be a chef. It just kind of happened. Yeah. So. Bring things back to ASIJ a little bit. Uh, so what goes into a typical day at ASIJ uh, from the cafeteria side? Coming in at 6.30, 7 in the morning, and then we, we turn on the equipment, uh, start chopping vegetables. Uh, it depends on the dish of the day, but most, most of the just we just start cooking right away, basically. And it goes on until until service. Basically, it's it's, it's a mar- it's a kind of a marathon yeah. slash race because the time is an issue. You're feeding 800 people, four different options plus a salad bar. It's it's a lot of work. Uh, so we need a lot of pair of hands and coordinate everything. Yeah, it's just it really depends on the day, but it's basically just straight cooking. There's no break. There's no. You're just kind of going, uh, powering through it and just. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of hope to make it till to 11:30. If it's a packed day, it's even worse. Like it's like. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of our staff come in a bit early for because we get it. The four cooks we get in early, and then the ladies come in a bit later. They help out a lot. Uh, speaking a little bit about the cooking process. Uh, how, how does the menu get made? So you have the menu that gets published a week or so in advance. Yeah. What thought process goes into creating that? Usually we, we sit down, and Damien and I, and then we just kind of pitch ideas, like, what about... Because there's a million possibilities, like, we could put anything on the menu. So it's like, what, what do you actually feel like eating? Because I, I think you should always cook what you want to eat. Right. Otherwise, it's missing something. Like, it's, yeah. if you cook something you don't like, 
like I think people can feel it as opposed to if you cook something you actually like, then people are okay, that's it's good. So yeah, taste is subjective, so you have to trust your own taste. But so basically, we we're thinking we're trying to make a, a balanced menu. I would say like in terms of uh, like the, the regions of the world, like we don't have like all week like it's just Italian food, for example. We, we're trying to vary it around. You know, it could be you know Korean, African, you know, all all over the, the world, and we try we mind about that. And also, uh, usually there's always going to be a chicken dish because it's the, the most affordable meat in, in Tokyo. It's just the way it is. Right. And then we'll have like uh, a beef or pork or yeah. other protein. And then, uh, so yeah, we use the, the meat options and then I'll come up with the vegetarian options. And then the noodle dishes are you know, pretty much the same all the time. We, we just On Friday, we... we Mix it up a bit. Sometimes people say, "Hey, well, I want to eat this," or we just okay, let's put it on next week's menu or something. So it really depends. Or sometimes we go home and we look at a TV show or something, and there's a good dish, and we're like, all right, let's do it. And uh, well, I like to I like to research um, dishes from around the world, historical dishes, and then let's put it on the menu so that nobody knows about it. But you know, so yeah. it's kind of like creating balance, right? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Finding good means of both feasible options. Yeah, that you enjoy. Yeah, and there's always, of course, you can't do it the way like a grandma would do it for like four people, you know, like it's, there's something, something's got to give at some point in terms of the techniques that we use, but we have pretty good equipment here. We're lucky, we have a nice kitchen, and so, yeah, we, we do what we can, basically. Um, Another thing for the, the menu planning is uh, minimizing food waste, which is like in middle school and hopefully the high school too, they, kind of, they ask us about what we do with, with food waste. So the, the menu is planned, for example, Let's say you have a tomato sauce on a Monday. Then that tomato sauce left over can be used to make a chili on Tuesday. But it wouldn't work the other way around. So if you would make a chi- put a chili dish on, on Monday, you can use the leftover to make a tomato sauce, right? So, so we, we plan these dishes according to, like, if there's leftovers of this, we can use it on the next day's dish, you know, so things like that. So we, we're pretty mindful about food wastage. And uh, we're also trying to minimize plastic, hopefully, like the rest of the, the country. Uh, so what's the hardest part of your job? Yeah, I guess it's the, like I said before on the TV interviews, it's dealing with uh, everyone's, you know, we're not robots, we're humans, we have yeah. mood swings and we have, you know, different opinions and whatnot. So I guess finding a harmony to work with, to, to work in, is very important for me too. Like, uh, of course, you could be like a dictator and start screaming and the food might be a little bit better, but uh, there's something that that's just not, humanity is also important, you know, it's, it's very important actually. So. So, so to you, it's not just like the technical quality of the food that's in yeah, the, the harmony. Yes, yes, yes. It's the teamwork that goes into yeah. creating it. Yeah, it's similar to like a, if you know about shoujin ryori or like a Korean temple food in English, like a, in Japanese as well. Like it's part of the, the cooking process. You have the five colors, the five tastes, the five, and you also have the, the harmonic process of when you work it, you have to do it in a harmonious way, not in screaming at each other. And it's, it's really part of the process. And uh, I, I believe in, in that. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, it used to be, in, you know. Every chef would be like a you know, screaming, and, and right. it's, so it's, we don't do that anymore. What's your favorite part of the job? I love cooking, just cooking and seeing the kids uh, eat and you know enjoy. Like especially seeing kids like taking a dish that they've never heard of, but they still go for it and they like it. And you know, seeing the, the best compliment that like, people can say, "Oh, it's delicious," but that's like the best compliment is an empty plate. Mm. You know, and so so it's like just sharing the food that yeah, it's, it's exposing yeah. Uh, the students to because it's part of the learning. You know, it's like you go to class, but in between class you learn from like human relationships and like. Um, also, like eating food is a, is a learning. You know, uh, it exposes you to like what you know kids like you were eating or somewhere else, and, and 
uh, for me, I think it's, it's a, a little contribution to the educational process of ASIJ. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed that sometimes on the menu, you know, you'll have a link to an article about it. Yeah, yeah, we do. We changed the, the, the interface and, uh, because of the new system, so we don't have that. So, but we're hoping that people will actually take the time to just Google it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're doing, like, next, next week we're having uh, some, some, like, a, for example, a dish that's called the, the Three Sisters Stew, which is like a, a yeah. traditional uh, Native American, because you had the corn, beans and uh, squash that grows like in symbiosis because of they, they feed each other's nutrients in the soil. Yeah. So like that's what the natives always grew them these trees together and when they grow together they, you know, nature made it that it tastes good together as well. So we're going to go for that one which is like a historical Native American dish, things like that. So it's, for me it's, it's also a, like you asked for the fun part of my job that this, this would be one of them to research the history of food and exposes the, the student to it. I guess to wrap up, uh, one final question. Uh, if there's one thing that you could tell high school students about either your job or about the cafeteria, uh, what, what would you tell them? Uh, I mean, the, the, the world of cooking, uh, the, from the job part, do, do what you love to do. Like, don't, don't do it for the money. And so, like, it's a cliche, but when you wake up doing something, you, you know, you'll never work another day of your life, right. you know, yeah. this kind of thing, so, which is true for me in my case. Um, and, but it, it is, a, if you ever think about becoming a, a, a cook or a chef, like, it's a hard job. Like, it's not, it, it might be, like, you see on TV, like, all these, these chefs, but it's 99% it's just grind. And, like, it's, it's you know, you're on holidays, you're working usually. Like, here is exceptional, but, like, you know, usually you'll, you'll have your weekends, you know, you're, you're working. And, you know, holidays, Christmas, you're working, and long hours, and... It's not uh, the greatest pay in the world usually for, especially when you start out, like the, the you know dishwashing yeah. and stuff. So, um, do it only if you love it, basically. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much Pleasure. for talking to us today, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully the listeners were able to learn a little bit about what you do at the cafeteria yeah. and a little bit about cooking in general. Uh, thank you very yeah, much. Anytime. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Now here's Jasmine to talk about our student survey. Hello, I'm Jasmine, and I'll be going over the results of a recently conducted survey. Despite there being a few seemingly popular meals, those being curry and soba, when students were asked about their favorite cafeteria dish, responses varied from tacos to the calzone. Overall, it would appear as though the favorite dish varies from person to person. When asked about how long, on average, it takes cafeteria staff to prepare lunch for everyone, students tended to think that it takes five and a half hours, though answers did range from one and a half hours to over 10 hours. When the new gold card system was mentioned, three distinct sides seemed to emerge. The first, a minority, were those who thought the gold card was a good idea. They believe it to be more efficient, nice, and good, but didn't elaborate further. The second were those who don't use a gold card or don't mind it. The third, a majority, were those who expressed distaste for the new system. They believe that the gold card system is not only inefficient, but tedious and a waste of money, with some claiming that the previous cash system was better. Furthermore, they express concerns regarding their privacy and discomfort with being fingerprinted in order to simply buy lunch, as well as with regards to managing money. They brought up how the new system could create complications with being able to easily tell how much money you're spending. Finally, when asked for any messages to give the cafeteria staff, I was met with overwhelming positivity. Most of the messages expressed gratitude and appreciation for the cafeteria staff's hard work and effort, and the vast majority included a thank you or a comment on how delicious the food was. In conclusion, although the new gold card system would appear to be negatively thought of, 
the popular opinion of cafeteria staff and food appears to be extremely positive. This has been Jasmine with the survey results. Thank you for listening, and I hope you found this segment informative. Until next time, good day. Thanks to all the students who took our survey. To finish off our episode, we'll be spotlighting the movie club. Here's Noah with that segment. Hi, I'm with Kenneth from Movie Club. So, Kenneth, tell me a little bit about Movie Club. Hello. Um, well, Movie Club is a club at ASIJ that um, is after school, and it runs year-long. Uh, and basically, in the club, what we do is we make a high-quality movie each year. We start with um, writing and story building and stuff in the first semester. And then when second semester begins, we do filming and editing and we show it at the end of each school year. Um, so that's basically what it's about. It's pretty cool. So if someone wanted to join at this point in the year, what would they be expected to do? That's a good question. Okay, so the good thing about Movie Club is that you can really join whenever you want to. And that's because there are just different segments of making a movie. Um, right now, since it's the beginning of a uh, second semester, we're preparing for filming. So we're doing stuff like storyboarding, um, working with training the light and sound crew, um, making props and set. So it would be stuff like that, basically. Um, and then in April, we'd be edit- editing. Do you need any experience to do any of this, or can you just go in? You can just go in. Because we're a relatively new club, we don't have like the most amount of people. So yeah, just come if you want to come. If you need to learn anything, we'll teach you. But it's really just about enthusiasm, commitment. You can be super experienced or not at all. What makes Movie Club unique? I think out of all the clubs that I've been in in this school, Movie Club is the most unique because it is a very independent club. we do like, you know, we have a teacher sponsor, which is Mr. Neal. We are connected to the school, but it's very much student driven. You know, we decide what we want to do. We make our own story for the movie. Um, we can build whatever characters we want. Um, we can decide where to film, how to film, who to film. So I think it's really that independence and that student drivenness that's unique about it. It's also unique because it's well, it's, it's, it's year long, um, so and some clubs are, but that's an integral aspect of it and that there's different sections in different times of the year. So you can like hop in, hop out, or stay for the whole ride. Is there anything else you want to say about Movie Club? If you want to be part of a team that's very um, passionate about what they're doing, Movie Club is the place for you um, where we're all working for this one goal and um, in the end, I think it's really worth it because we can just sit back, relax, and watch our movie. All right. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Thank you, Noah. And that was The Delio. We'd like to thank the cafeteria staff and students who took the survey for their time. And we'd also like to remind you to check out the movie club. Remember to be respectful every time you buy lunch and to be thankful for our cafeteria staff. If you want to listen more or get updated on our new episode, check out delio.asij.ac.jp. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on What's the Delio?